Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's uh, an exciting time for sport all around the place, but in particular football now. Uh, and why is that? Because uh, the Phoenix get underway this weekend, and all the speculation about where and when and who, uh, it all comes uh, down to crossing the white line and then uh, simply getting on with the game. And uh, no one better to talk about that, uh, who's a man who's played over 100 games for the Knicks, is exactly know what it's like to start a season uh, fresh as uh, Paul Eiffel. Good morning to you, Paul. Morning. Uh, on, on a personal note, Paul, uh, you've uh, made a decision to join Christchurch United as the men's, men's first team coach and the head of their new... Uh, Women's Football Academy. Uh, I guess that uh, means you possibly might be lacing up your boots for them as well. Why Christchurch? Um, I think just just a change of scenery for me. I just wanted to see um, you know football around the country. I played down in Nelson, played in Hawke's Bay. I, I do like like moving around to see what it's all about. And I went down there to see the the setup, and I was blown away with what they're trying to do down there. And, and Slava, who the owner of the academy, and, and um, chairperson of the club as, as big plans of being A League in five years and, and sees me sort of being part of that and trying to take it to the next level. So it was an exciting uh, opportunity that I just couldn't turn down. Well, they've had a, a great history over the years. I mean, I go back to when I was a youngster, Christchurch United were an absolute powerhouse of New Zealand football. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, Chatham Cups, National um, Leagues. Some wonderful players um, were produced from there, you know, um, and went on to play in, in, in the World Cup. So there's, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of history, um, but it's been um, it's been a while since uh, they've been at that level. Obviously, they were in Division Two a couple of seasons ago. Danny Halligan led the team into the, the top level and, and into the Southern League, um, and now it's a case of trying to get us into the National League, you know, on a on a yearly basis, really. Exciting news about a, a women's football academy. The game's growing around the world. Uh, and nice to see uh, on a domestic level uh, being treated very seriously down there too. Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, Canterbury, um, pretty rich history in producing very good females. Um, and I think we can just help out that. Um, it's something I've been involved in for sort of the last four or five years. Uh, Coach Wire for the United Women's Team for four years. Had a lot of players come through my academy that have gone on US scholarships and got to New Zealand so um, it's something that I'm sort of well versed in and something I'm looking forward to Do you think um, um, you might just lace your boots up early on in this campaign? <laughs> don't know don't know, I'm, I'm hopeful I don't need to um, I'll, I'll still play 
somewhere um, for somebody. It's uh, it, it's a hobby now, but I, but I enjoy it. So if it's the if it's the reserves, it's the reserves. If it's another team, it'll be another team. But we'll we'll keep myself fit. I'm sure, um, and we just have to wait and see on that one. Okay, right. Let's uh, look at uh, what is happening this weekend, and that is, of course, uh, the A League getting underway. Uh, it's been a bit of a patchy sort of build up for uh, sides on both sides of the Tas, and we all know the reason why for that. But um, tell us, tell us a wee bit uh, about your expectations for the Phoenix this year on the uh, on the basis of the squad they've put together. Yeah, look, I think it's a, it's a younger squad. Obviously, um, it was always going to be that way. Um, you've lost a couple of well, three massive players, really. I mean, you Stephen Taylor, uh, Ulysses Davia, um, and Thomas Hemed. So uh, a lot of experience has gone. It gives an opportunity for others to step up. So you know, the likes of, uh, of Tim Payne and, and Alex Rufo have been there a while now. Um, it's probably their turn to step up and, and lead. Um, it'll be interesting to see who he makes captain. Obviously, Taylor was captain and, and has now moved on, so there's a decision to be made there. But it, but like I said, there's some exciting youngsters coming through. Um, whether they're ready yet, the, the jury's out on that one. But if you look at someone like Ben Wayne, who's been in and around on the periphery and then he sort of burst onto the scene last year, and um, you hope that one of the, the young boys can sort of follow suit and, and be a be somebody that you're not really expecting to, to step up and, and all of a sudden you've got somebody who can really add, add depth to the squad. Paul, we've always seemed to have uh, some sort of a defensive general there going way back and, and you know you look at Durante in particular and then you look at a Stephen Taylor like someone, uh, a hard man at the back there, someone with, with uh, you know a lot of experience and, and that edge to their game. Um, what about the defensive look for the Phoenix this time around? Yeah, I mean, it's going to have to be Tim Payne. Tim Payne's an aggressive player. He's been around the league long enough now to to be a leader and be well respected by his peers. But he's got you know a lot of young players in and around him. Um, whether it's McGarry, um, he's got um, Sutton, Calamilia, uh, um, and Laws. So it's going to be a pretty young back four that will have to be led by him. You know, even though he's quite young in goalkeeping terms. So. There's going to be a lot of work for those guys at the back. They've, I think they've signed the, the boy from Australia on loan. Um, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm going to try. Um, but he, he's a big lad and looks like a decent player. So hopefully he can slide in there as well and, and make them a little stronger. Strike force, um, how, how's it looking? I mean, providing they can, they can hold it together at the back, who's going to produce that spark up front for us uh, over this period of time? I mean, Gary Hooper, um, if, if he's fit, he's a wonderful player. I mean, you know, he played in the Premier League, scored goals in the Premier League, um, scored goals when he was fit for us last time. So I don't, I don't see that changing. Um, ben Wayne, a year older, I think makes a big difference. And I think, you know, with those two and, and David Ball, I think you've still got a very good strike force. My only, I suppose, concern is, is where the creativity will come from. The, the loss of Ulysses De Villa is, is massive. Um, so it'll probably be, the, you know, the likes of Clayton Lewis, who probably needs to step up. Um, Renault Piscopo again if he if he stays fit he's a, he's a wonderful player so there's still people in and around that can do the business but I think there's there's more emphasis this year on team than, than individuals OK let's look at uh, the first up rivals MacArthur Football Club which is in itself quite a new franchise a new setup. Uh, is this a good draw for us first up? Um, I'll tell you after the game. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Um, I, I think so. I think so. But it, it's really hard to know. You know historically, we've not been great starters. Um, season in, season, we, we tend to take a little bit of time to get that win under our belt. So we'd like to the tables and, and, and get away to a good start. 
Um, again, especially with a young squad, I think that's pretty important that we that we start quite well because you don't want to be trying to play catch up um, if you have a, if you have a difficult start. Well, let's look at um, the league and, and and all who who if you had to put a buck on someone uh, to win it or be there or thereabouts at the towards the end of the season on what you can see on paper, who would you be looking at? I'd be looking at Melbourne again. Um, I think they'd be the best. They were the best last year. Obviously, won it, and, and I don't see much change in there. Fantastic coach, like Jamie McLaren, who, who is proven. You know, he's pretty much guaranteed fifteen to twenty-five goals a season, which I don't think any other can boast that. Um, and, and they'll be hard to, to go against. City as well, um, very well coached under under Corica, um, and a very very good squad. So I think it'll be them two clear. Um, and then you're looking at the best of the rest. I'm interested to see how Perth go. I think they've recruited well. Obviously, Daniel Stones has come in there, so you know, massive signing from the A League, former England international. That's quite exciting. So, be be interesting to see how they go. Um, but I mean, you know, for the Knicks, I think the lower end of the playoffs would be would be great. Um, let's let's get in there and, and see what happens when we do. Uh, Paul, uh, the All Whites are back together again. That's the good news. All of a sudden, they're getting fixtures and they're being arranged fairly hastily. But any opposition is good opposition, and and they're putting together, uh, regardless of that, some relatively good performances. And uh, the latest one beating Algeria A uh, in a non-sort of cap match, two-one. But uh, they they play the Gambia at five o'clock tomorrow in Dubai. What if? What have you made of this mini little campaign that Danny Hayes managed to put together? I think it's brilliant. Like you said, it's just nice to be able to get get boys together and, and get them playing and get them in that environment, get them used to what you know is to come. Um, I think it's been a great spot in, in the fact that you know I, I think back to when I first came over here, and if we had to name a squad of players that weren't from New Zealand and Australia, I, I think we just struggled. And the fact that we can do that and there's people talking about missing out and there's still another 20 odd players in, in New Zealand and Australia that, that are probably capable it, it puts us in you know, a really good spot and I think Danny's got the team playing really well um, the, the culture seems to be completely different um, and, and you know it's, it's a good environment to be in so I, I think he's done a great job up to now T- today or tonight's game will be very very tough I think the Gambia will be very strong uh, a couple of players that play in the, in the English Premier League um, a couple of players playing the championship and and so on. So I think it will be a tough test and probably the hardest game we've had for a while. So what kind of football do we expect from the Gambia as such? Will it be a fast pace? Will they, you know, more so than perhaps in Algeria? One, how much do we have to change in our thinking there? Yeah, it will be fast. I'm sure. I mean, they're, they're strong ball. Like I said, they're, they're playing at the planet the next level up. Um, to, to what our guys are used to, so I would imagine they'll, they'll be pretty flamboyant, a lot, lot of flair, a lot of dribblers. Um, but they've got they've got really good players, good technical players. So I think it's, it's going to be very difficult, and it'll be a, probably a jump to try and keep the ball. Um, I think we'll have to concede a little bit of possession and, and potentially catch them on the counter. But um, um, we've been pretty good ourselves um, on the ball, so it'll be an interesting one to see how Danny sets up. Uh, definitely a game will be worth watching. It's an interesting one, Paul, and I get a good feeling about this all-whites uh, camp because uh, whilst these are, are not competi- competition fixtures, in the past I, w- I would have had a suspicion that maybe some of our top-line players would have found a reason not to be there. But I look at this squad, I see Winston Reid, I see Chris Wood, I, I see our premier player, Sarpreet Singh, making the effort to be there. Uh, that must mean um, Danny Hayes doing a few things right, I would think. I would agree because, yeah, you know, international football for some, uh, 
especially uh, uh, respect by a country like New Zealand, they look at it as lesser than what they're doing um, and won't want to take the risk in going and playing. But Danny must have things going really well behind the scenes. Um, like I said, they seem to be together um, and it looks like a good environment. So it's good that they're coming back. It's good that they're getting decent, meaningful games against decent opposition. I think that helps as well. Um, and then when you get somebody like a Chris Wood or a Winston Reid committing, I think then others are always going to follow suit. So it, it bodes well. I think it, I think it's the best New Zealand squad that I've seen in, in the time I've been in the and there's more coming through. So it's it's a really good time to be to be the national coach. I think Danny's in a really good spot. Big time for football as well, Paul. Uh, before we let you go, World Cup qualifiers going on this morning as well around the place. Big result for, when I say big result, a lot of goals for, for England. So uh, what are you seeing out of those groups that are playing at the moment? Uh, any surprises or any, any sides that are going to be hugely disappointed when it comes to the World Cup playoffs by not being there? Oh, I, think, I think Italy are the, are the ones that you would have expected to win their group. And obviously, I think Switzerland took that group this morning. Um, Italy going to the playoffs. You've got Portugal, um, who missed out there in the playoffs as well. Um, I think Serbia topped their group, which is a big surprise. But Serbia have, have been good over the past couple of years. So um, they'll be somebody that go into the World Cup a little, little bit unknown, but um, a little bit of a dark horse. Um, in terms of teams that could miss out still, you've got the Netherlands. I think if the Netherlands lose tomorrow and the results don't go their way, I think if Turkey win, they can actually miss out. So that would be a, a pretty pretty big one for, for a team like that to miss out when, when they've got some fantastic players. So it's not all done yet. There's, there's a few things to go. Um, but they, they'd be the biggest miss. Hey, Paul, thanks very much for your time this morning. I love talking football with you. Uh, all the best with this uh, new uh, this new uh, effort down in Christchurch. I know you've done wonderf- wonderful things for in other regions. So this sounds like an exciting Thank challenge. I hope it goes well for you. I hope it goes well. Thank you. Appreciate it.